Welcome to the Asset Management Fridays edition of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. Your hosts, Gary Lipsky and Kyle Mitchell, have more than 45 years of combined experience in operations and management and more than 25 years of real estate investing experience. This show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems, manage their properties more efficiently, and become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our Asset Management Friday segment of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook group, Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate. All right, today on the show, we have Anna Myers. Anna, how's it going? Well, it's tough times, I'll tell you. Indeed. It's interesting. What can I tell you? I can't say, oh, it's going great. It's, these are challenging days for Absolutely, all of us. And which is why we have you on the show today, and we're looking forward to talking to you. So maybe let's start by telling us a little bit more about what you do and a little bit more about yourself. Sure. So I'm the vice president at Grow Capitus Investments. My business partner is Neil Bawa. Our company has a portfolio of about 1,800 units. Six of those are value-add properties right now, and other ones are new construction. So those ones have their own set of asset management challenges to get through various statuses of construction. But I think here we're more focused on value-add asset management, correct? Yep. And we're going to talk today, and Gary will go more into it, about disasters and curveballs, which is a perfect topic for where yes. we are today. So we're in California. So all of the properties that we own are not in California. So we're all out of state. And if you guys have heard anything about Neil and our company, we're very much focused on data and using data to, to manage. You know, that's, We're very data-driven and very tech-driven. We're basically a tech company that's masquerading as a real estate company. Nice, nice. So Anna, when a crisis like COVID-19 happens or, or a hurricane, tornado, whatever it is, who's your first call and why? My property manager. <laughs> my property manager, they are the, you know, my boots on the ground. Now we have partners for every project that also are boots on the ground that are part of the general partner team. And so we do have asset management level that, that can be there on site. But my property managers are the ones that are literally the boots on the ground. We've got, you know, you've got your local property manager that knows everybody in the building. They have the pulse, or at least they should, if you've got the right property manager. So we also work with best-in-class property managers. The management companies that we work with, we vet very carefully. And, you know, one of the things we want to know is, do they have disaster plans? You know, this is, of course, a whole other scale of anything that anyone, we all thought would happen. But it's very common to have hurricanes. We've we've had these things happen in Jacksonville. We had to evacuate. You know, big thing happened last year, and it was all fine. Every you know, so plans are really critical, and having the right team on the ground to execute those plans is also critical. So, property manager, first call. Right, right. So, what are you seeing as the best practices that are happening right now? Okay, first of all, we really have to team up with our property managers on this. We have to have really, really tight communication. This is a whole emerging world we're in, and we are doing a lot of research, a lot of brainstorming, uh, putting in a lot of extra hours with our property management team and, and our colleagues, because our colleagues have great ideas too. And I say research and steal everybody, because steal all the great ideas and use them. There's no problem with us all using the great ideas. We want the best for our residents, and we want the best for our investors. And no one should feel bad about that. Oh, somebody had an idea, but that was their idea. It's like, no, no, no. People's lives are at stake. People's livelihoods are at stake. We need to, to all push this through together. 
So lots of communication with the property management, lots of ideas, things that we have to focus on from an asset management standpoint. Once we get into this type of a crisis, we are no longer looking to produce wealth for our investors. We're looking at preserving capital. So we take on a different job. We wear a different hat. The hat that we wear for our residents, because we can never forget about them as asset managers, is the same that we always do. It's just extra important now, which is their health and well-being. We're always concerned about that and their, you know, the community and that type of thing. But now it's, of course, amplified because of the situation that we're in. So we're looking at preserving capital for our investors. And how do we do that? First of all, we want to be well capitalized to begin with, because you, we all know things are going to happen. Nobody expected this level of something, but we should be well capitalized. So when we bumps hit the road, we're not on the edge of the cliff already. And we have what we call a war chest. So we want to know, understand what in our war chest, how much money do we have in the property? We also are looking at what is our ability to raise more money. So what was our original PPM? And was there any ability to raise additional equity in there if it came to that? What is our normal delinquency rate? That's a big deal right now. Understanding for your tenant profile for that building on a normal 10th of the month, what does that delinquency rate look like? So as we move forward into these very unknown months that we're facing, when do we get worried? You know, do we get worried because we see 15%? Do we get worried if we see, if we saw 35% delinquency on day 10, how far from normal is that? Well, we need to know our numbers so that we can understand where we are in this new landscape. So again, that always goes back to data, right? Let's see, we are focused on occupancy. So we're very focused on bringing in more leads. We're marketing more campaigns. We're offering concessions and being strategic about how we offer those concessions. So if you think about it, we don't normally have this, this type of situation where we can't use the eviction as a threat, right? Like if you don't pay your rent, you'll be evicted. Well, now it's different for the next few months. So you have to be careful about how you bring somebody into the apartment because you can't get them out. So if you're just going to offer the biggest concession in the world, who are you attracting? And what leverage do you have to pull if you're not able to get them out? So concessions need to be handled in a empathetic, but strategic manner. We want to help people. We want to help people get into our apartments, but we don't want them to take advantage of us. We're here to help, but not be trodden upon. A lot of great information in there. Thank you. Are there any new processes that you will continue doing after this crisis is over? Well, I would say that we're going to continue to build our company's war chest so that we're ready for other instances. You don't always have to raise capital for that on projects. You can have your own war chest that can be just, you know, distributed if properties that need help. I would say payment options are very interesting. There's lots of different payment options going out there. I'm not sure how many of those will live in the future. That's something we'll probably have to pull back. Let's see, taking precautions with expenses. So we're going to have to, like, how much are we going to be renovating? We have to look at, at what, how this affects the economy. Is this just a two-month blip and then we're raging again? Or do we need to reevaluate our value-add plan that we had put in place? Do we need to do a complete recheck of, of what that value-add plan means? Of course, we've stopped right now for most of our properties saying we're not, you know, hold off on the rehabs. But how do you execute the rest of the year? So that's one thing where how you manage going forward in the next six or seven months is going to be interesting. And if we're not able to push rents very much, then how does that affect our plans? 
But again, our number one initiative right now as asset managers is capital preservation of our investors. And hopefully sometime soon in the future, we go back to wealth management and pushing wealth. Absolutely. Absolutely. What percentage drop in net operating income are you preparing for your properties in the next few months? It's a really good question, Gary. I personally am not expecting to see, I'm looking at like maybe 15 to 25% drop in NOI. And one of the reasons I don't think it's going to get beyond that is because of the stimulus plan, which has multiple phases, by the way, where they just released three, they're now working on four. So there's a lot of help coming for a lot of people and, and they need it. But when you look at how are they going to spend those stimulus dollars? Well, other, besides food, housing is their number one thing. They have to shelter in place somewhere. While the stipulation is that they can't be evicted, it's not like it has no impact that they can just go buy video games and computers and not pay their rent. That won't go well for them. I also think that people understand that it takes money to run and operate an apartment building in order to keep the roof over their head, that we have to pay our staff, we have to do repairs, we have to pay our taxes, pay our insurance, pay our mortgage. And if they're not going to pay anything, then that's just not fair for anybody that they, they that a tenant should get all the help and not do their responsible thing, which is to pay their rent. So that's why I'm not looking at more than a 15 to 25% drop. People will are losing their jobs. That's absolutely certain. But the unemployment benefits that are being extended right now, are pretty handsome. So there's a lot of help out there for people. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Kyle, you want to take it away? Let's do it. All right, Anna, we ask every guest this last question. What is your asset management superpower? Oh, okay. Well, I am basically a professional cat herder. I organize chaos. I organize both people and data. So by having that as my superpower, I'm really good at creating systems and organizing teams of people to execute. And that really is what needs to happen for asset management. You've got to get people and systems moving in the right direction. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show and talking about the subject of natural disasters and curveballs, which is a perfect topic for today. Learned a couple things from you. Make sure your PM does have a disaster plan in place. It's all about teaming up with them and communicating with them as much as possible during these crisis times. And then it's about capital preservation. You know, you have to switch your mindset from, you know, wealth generation to capital preservation when these types of things happen. So if you can, please tell the listeners more about where they can find out more about you. Sure. You can check us out at multifamilyu.com. We have lots of webinars. In fact, tons of stuff that we're, that we're doing right now on coronavirus related to real estate, tons of education, lots of webinars. We're also doing town halls now where, in fact, I'm headed off to one now where we have great speakers come and we're answering investors' questions live and keeping up with all the information to help people navigate these very challenging times together. So multifamilyu.com. And then in terms of investing, that is the other side of the house, which is growcapitus.com. And we do have projects, believe it or not, coming out. There are projects that are what we consider corona resistant. Yes, you can buy real estate in this time. And come check us out and find out the the clever ways that we have of providing um, opportunities to our investors. Perfect. All right. Thanks everyone for listening in. And if you like this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher and give us a like, subscribe and review so we can continue to grow this podcast. We'll talk to everyone next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. 
You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Group on Facebook so you can reach Kyle and Gary and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, go to aptcapitalgroup.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Gary and Kyle, sign up on the contact page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.